This is the Acting Up Podcast with your host, Allie Goodman. Hey friends, welcome to the Acting Up Podcast, a backstage pass to the life of a working actor and mom raising a kid with special needs. Bedtime Battles. So this is not an uncommon subject that comes up with uh, kids on the spectrum, kids with ADHD, special needs kids in general. Sleep issues are so common and such a such a struggle. So where this comes to terms for me is I I never generally would have categorized myself as an introvert my whole life. I, If you knew me, you'd think, oh, she's very outgoing. She's, you know, v- very energetic. She's got all this like wackiness, whatever. And it's true. Like I'm very personable. I will talk to people. I'll have conversations. I do have social anxiety. I hide it really well. I have generalized anxiety. I hide it very well. I had postpartum anxiety. And I hit it very well. Well, maybe not so well, but but it was there. So when you have kids, everything changes anyway. You know, your nighttime regimen looks different as far as having the ability to just go out anywhere. Um, unless you're lucky enough to have people who can watch your kid or you have uh, lots of income and can pay for babysitters and this, that, and the other. And some people can do that. And that's amazing. I am not one of those people. I don't live in that kind of a lifestyle where I have uh, the luxury of people watching my kid or now kids and 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 the 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 flush income to make that happen right now when jackson was a baby it was a little bit easier because it was first of all just one child second of all he was in a crib or in a pack and play and i could drop him at my parents and they would watch him for the night and it would be this like ooh moment this per- reprieve and we could go out to see a show and we could you know go see a play or i could you know go out with friends even it was it was uh, who knew, right? Uh, lifestyle. Now it's it's a lot more difficult. And that's not just because we have two children. It actually is because we have Jackson. And he's been a struggle as far as the evening and nighttime portions go since pretty much 2016, 15, 15 maybe. Yeah, here's here's how this looks. When when ba- when he was a baby, we were able to keep him on a schedule. Um, as a matter of fact, my friend Erin loved this girl so much. She was the reason that I decided it was okay to have a baby and still be an actor. I had no sense of myself. I had no confidence, first of all, about becoming a mother. And second of all, that I would be able to maintain a, a, a career as an actor. And this was well before I knew anything about special needs or had any concerns about that or anything in that world. Just a regular old baby I knew was a commitment that was going to be super hard to maintain a life as an actor, not just financially, because that's just one side of things. But as far as energy and as far as focus, um, as I was saying earlier, as an introvert, I value my alone quiet time. I didn't realize how much I valued it because I always felt lonely. So being 
having alone time seemed anathema to me. I I always wanted to get married. Uh, I didn't always want to have kids. That was actually not in my plans for a very long time. Uh, And that might be something I'll talk about in another episode if I delve I'm sure I will. Hello, it's me. I'm sure I will delve deeper into my eternal soul of pain (laughs) of why I didn't think I was going to have kids or why I shouldn't have kids or I thought I would be a really crappy mom. All of that aside, down deep, I think I didn't believe that I could figure it out, that I, I didn't have the confidence that I could put the same time and energy and focus into my career because I saw so many people walk away from their careers, uh, especially in theater, especially in showbiz and, uh, you know, on camera and all that stuff. Um, just as yes, there are sure there were so many who didn't. Um, most of the ones you hear about are celebrities who have a lot of money, and I'm not one of those people. So the idea that I could maintain the the type of energy that it requires to have the kind of life where you go see shows and you stay relevant and you stay focused and able to make an income and able to be in a show and have a uh, go to auditions and you know in in whatever case in my case being an uh, equity membership candidate being able to sit all day in equity and and wait to be seen for a for an audition sometimes is required. So all of those pieces I knew were going to I had to take them into consideration if I was really going to take this plunge and have a kid. So when we made the decision and of course then a month later got pregnant because that's how the world works, right? That piece I had to come to terms with it very fast. And I did. I, 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 I believe I did. I believe I embraced it. I took into account what it was like. I also was grateful to have a family here that, you know, my mom would take Jackson overnight here and there once in a while and she would watch him. And my dad was well enough at the time that that wasn't a problem and it was easy to do. And we'd drop him there and we'd did they live in the city? We lived in the suburbs. We would drive back to the suburbs and we would have, you know, maybe the morning to wake up slowly and not have to be, you know, on a schedule with the baby and this, that and the other. So that was kind of the honeymoon period of having a baby and still getting the chance to go see a late night show or going out with friends or, as I said earlier, you know, even in in some cases, even having rehearsals, if that were, you know, part of the situation. Or doing auditions. So even as Jackson grew, he was very regimented. He always was on a schedule. Like I said, my friend Aaron really honed in that this is possible. You can train your kids to go to bed, to sleep, to do what needs to be done, and you can still have a life. You can still have your evening. You can still get your stuff done. I think in her first, uh, with her first baby, she told me she would work out like that was her workout time she would take an hour an hour and a half and that was what she did and it was amazing and that was how she focused because her kid went to bed because she taught them to go to sleep so I hoped that I would have that same experience and lo and behold I did Uh, with a lot of her help and a lot of uh, another friend of mine Beth's help uh, I learned Jackson was very quick to catch on actually I think it only took him about a week and he sleep trained super quick and it was great and he slept well, and he, you know, went down for his nap, and all of those different pieces worked well 
for the most part. Uh, I mean, obviously things change if it got sick or that, this, that, and the other, but it was a generally fairly easy situation. Jackson loved being on a schedule. He loved eating on schedule. He loved knowing, you know, sleep was always on schedule. And again, it's so much easier with a first kid because you don't have anything else but that schedule. So I could schedule my auditions around his, and I'm speaking specifically about my voiceover auditions, I could schedule those things right around his nap time. No problem, because the kid would go down and go to sleep, or at night, I could do those auditions at night, or I could practice, you know, monologues or whatever it was. John and I would have this break of, of time. And then it all changed. Then Jackson broke out of the crib. So... He loves his crib. I mean, I say loves because I think if he could be in a crib right now, he would be in one. He loved the experience of a crib. He loved the experience of the crib so much that he broke two cribs. And by broke, I mean he jumped so hard in those cribs that he broke the springs that are at the bottom of those cribs to the point where I finally, after the second one that he broke, I took couch cushions from a couch that we were not using lined underneath the the crib i had to take that springy thing out and then put the mattress on top of that and hoped to god that he wouldn't figure out or could find a gap to like get hurt or stick his arm under or something we we did a pretty good job it was actually really kind of ingenious how we made that happen i don't even know I don't even know how, I mean, how how that just worked out for us because it was a bit of a nightmare. And every time he jumped, that crib would just move and move and move and move. And finally, my cousin Eileen was like, I, I think I posted something on Facebook and I was like, how do I get it to stop moving? And she's like, um, put it on a rug. And I was like, I'm like, we have hardwood floors. And she's like, put it on a rug. I was like, oh, that's kind of brilliant. And lo and behold, that fixed it because uh, it couldn't move it anymore. So thank goodness. But again, broke out of two cribs. Finally, we're in the last crib, and I kept saying to John, I'm like, we are still okay until he learns how to climb out. Once he climbs out, it's game over, and I don't know what we're going to do because even at that point, even because he was already an EI, and I knew that we had a kid who was just not containable. We were very lucky that he loved his crib. But he would try to do things like jump and try to climb and do things. I don't think he realized that if he could get out of the crib that he couldn't get back in. And I think that was a problem. And we knew that the minute he climbed out and could do that, that that meant he could get into and around all of his stuff in his room and that it didn't make sense to have the crib anymore because we would just be running in there every five minutes to put him back into the crib that he couldn't climb back into. So we ditched the crib one horrible night. Uh, actually, it was a nap time. It was a nap. He, we found out that he, well, I heard a big boom. He had jumped. He had climbed to the point where he was on top of the crib. He, he had jumped out of the crib. Thank goodness he didn't break anything. Um, and I knew we were done. So we pulled the crib out. And uh, in his room at the time, we had had bookshelves and a dresser. Obviously, both were attached to the wall. So nothing bad could happen. Uh, and we took his mattress and we just put it on the floor thinking all right that's enough is the the crib mattress and just that's that's what he was having was a was a mattress on the floor until we could get him a bed we figured okay we have time it's okay well that night he 
basically climbed all of his furniture for an hour. He wouldn't go to sleep. He just kept climbing his furniture. And I was so afraid he was going to try to jump off and he would get hurt. So I had to reorganize my entire house to put a dresser and a bookshelf. And I'm not talking a small bookshelf. I'm talking like a big bookshelf. I had to figure this out. So I, and I'm doing this by myself, by the way, because John was on the phone on a work call. And I, so I'm like moving furniture, trying to figure out where to put it all. It was, it was, that was, that was a tough night. Uh, And essentially left Jackson in a room that he had pretty much no furniture in because I didn't, I didn't want him to get hurt, right? Soon, we started to realize, as we looked on the camera, that he could flip his mattress. And again, it's a small mattress. It was a crib mattress, so that wasn't a big deal. So, fine. We decided, and this was before we were, like, ready to know what kind of bed to get him. Because think about this. We already know that he's jumping off of, he could jump off of furniture. Well, he's going to jump on and off his bed. And here he was already jumping on this mattress. So I thought, well, what do we do as far as bed concerned because I I don't want to buy him a bed that he's going to break. So what do we do? So we were in the interim, we were trying to figure out what to do. And we figured out we'd buy him a mattress. So we bought him a mattress um, and, you know, fairly decent mattress, which he jumped on long enough. This is now a new mattress because we've had to get rid of the toddler mattress. Uh, The kid mattress goes or the baby, you know, toddler baby mattress goes. New mattress, which is like a twin bed mattress, is in his room. He jumps on it so hard and so long, this is good mattress, is now broken because all the springs in the mattress are now poking through. That's how hard he would jump. That's how often he would jump on it. That's how unwilling he was to calm down. It was as if, I don't know, something took over. So at this point, people were telling us, oh, you should try melatonin. He'll probably sleep better, blah, blah, blah. So we did. We tried melatonin. It worked-ish. It wasn't great. It did It did okay. Some nights it was better than others. Some nights he would sleep. Some nights he wouldn't. Usually he would wake up. And again, he's in diapers, so we were changing his diapers. I mean, it was just up and down, up and down. But it wasn't terrible. And I needed to, but we needed to come up with a new solution. So I bought him another mattress. This is now mattress number three. And I know that it doesn't make sense to buy him a bed frame because he's going to jump off the bed and I'm so afraid that he's going to break something because he's not coordinated. At this point, he wasn't in physical therapy. So I thought, what do I do? Okay, well, we're going to build him a bed on the ground. We'll have the mattress on the ground. And and the reason that we needed to build a frame around it is because he kept moving the mattress. He could flip it over. He would do it. He would literally fold it in half and try to climb to get to things on the shelves, things that I didn't want him to touch, the baby camera, for example, or his noise machine. And he would pull these things down where they would fall on the ground and break or, you know, things would happen. So I, I knew I needed to do something where he wasn't going to have the capacity to create a sophisticated ladder out of whatever was in his room. So we, I, I went online and I found him a memory foam mattress, a twin bed memory foam mattress, thinking, oh my gosh, what a little privileged kid we have. <laughs> this memory foam mattress. But honestly, it was the only thing I could think of that would be strong enough. And that one, if he jumped on it, it wouldn't give him that input of 
feeling like a trampoline where he would jump like he was on a bed. And two, it would probably be heavy, heavier, and harder to fold in half and do with what he wanted. In the meantime, I had John, who is not re- – I mean, he's done carpentry in theater building sets before, but he's not like a carpenter. I made him figure out how to build with like two by fours a frame around this bed. And then we went and bought batting and fabric that we then wrapped around and created a bed frame that was soft so that if he fell or knocked into it or something, he wouldn't, you know, hit his head on some hard frame. Because that's the other thing I was so concerned about because he had no coordination. It wasn't agile. He was running around in the dark. I figured he's going to trip and fall. And if he bangs his head on the corner of some two by four, that's it. You know, he's going to start bleeding and I won't know. And he wasn't so verbal at the time. And I just couldn't I wouldn't sleep. My anxiety was way too high. So we made, we made a bed frame out of batting and fabric. Great. Fine. Awesome. And, oh, and uh, a staple gun. Because, you know, that's what you do. This worked out very well for a very short time where we used the same carp, uh, piece of the, the rug that we had bought, Target. Yay, thank you for the, the rug piece. And put the bed on it. And it worked out fairly well and then we had he had an accident in the room and there was a big old mess and I had to toss the carpet and we had to buy a new piece not carpet it was a rug we had to buy a new rug and in the meantime even with the rug and even with the the rug runner underneath he was smart enough and able to move the frame off of the bed and move the bed around So I realized we had two problems. You know, one, the bed needed to be stabilized somehow, the the frame. So John went in, we had some of those extra straps that you put, that you attach to furniture so that it attaches to the wall. So I said, we have to attach this and we have to attach it to the baseboard. So bye-bye. Hello, trash the room. (laughs) Now we have uh, these two straps on either side attached to the baseboard. Great. Okay, that worked for a couple of nights. Then we realized that he was strong enough to be able to pull the mattress up and over the frame that is now attached to the wall and pull all of the sheets off and basically create chaos. So I had to come up with a solution to that. So here was the solution I came up to with that. I bought one of those mattress protectors that zips up, okay? And I zipped up the mattress in the zipper, and then I had flipped it over, and I don't sew. Y'all, I... Me and needle and thread were like, okay, like I can do cross stitch. That's about the extent of my sewing ability. Uh, But I sewed on little loops of fabric and then got some elastic pieces and looped through the, the loops and tied the mattress to the bed frame. And then I put the sheets on top. So this way, if he tried to lift the mattress out of the bed frame, he couldn't do it because it was now tied to the bed frame. That worked, at least as far as getting him to move the mattress. The sheets, he was still ripping the sheets and the waterproof cover off pretty much every night. 
So that was a fun time that we were trying to get him to stop doing that. That was (laughs) good times. (laughs) All of these bedtime battles have been good times. What we started to realize is that even with melatonin, he was still having nights where he was up until 10, 11 at night, even though he was going to bed at 7. And it was exhausting because he was exhausted and then he was tired the next day and he wasn't sleeping well and he was up. You know, I'd call, you know, whether he called because he pooped or he would just wake up and we knew that it was because he had a dirty diaper and we had to go in and change him. There were all these different reasons. We could We figured out his pattern. And then... As time went on, it would be he he would wake up and we just knew the minute that he woke up that that meant that he had to go to the bathroom. So somehow down the line in the last couple of years, we've we had trained him to be able to tell us that he had gone to the bathroom and that he needed a change as we are still working on trying to get him to tell us that he has to go to the bathroom at night because he does it very well during the day. He always knows when he has to go. But I believe that's part of the dysregulation at night. So as of late, so now we're up to date. Here's where we are right now. Right now, and I'm going to get into an entire thing about medication in another episode. But suffice it to say, we've been working with his developmental pediatrician. He's on medication. I was not pro-medication. I'm just going to put that out there. I, I, I wasn't for a very long time. And then I realized I'm being stupid. And I say that because we tried everything else. We tried everything else. We tried everything else. When you realize that your child has ADHD and their brain is wired differently, you, you wouldn't deny – this is how I feel. You wouldn't deny your kid insulin if they have diabetes. So why are you denying your kid medicine that's going to help them. Now, right now, he's too young to take a stimulant, which I, in my heart of hearts, believes that's going to be the thing that actually is going to help him in the end. But he's his body is too young right now. So he, we have to go with alternate medications. But I will go into all of that in another episode. Suffice it to say, he's under the supervision of a doctor. We have tried multiple types of medication. What we are now at right now has worked for a good two weeks and then the last three days has been an absolute nightmare and when i say an absolute nightmare what i mean is give him the meds put him to bed it used to be about 5 10 15 minutes he would fall asleep and then he would wake up at two in the morning wide awake like snap awake like completely awake running around kicking the walls like crazy we were we figured out a way to fix that piece so he was falling asleep at a decent time waking up sure but then we could get him back to sleep so we had this little window of about a week where we had him actually sleeping and the next day he was happy and he was singing and he was in like good jackson mood like the jackson we we really love to be around because he's happy and he doesn't seem stressed or anxious or aggressive or any of those things. He's just in a great place. I was able to get things done at night. I actually could record auditions again. Uh, This is, of course, given if the baby goes to sleep, which the last week has not been so great for him because he's had a cold, but that's neither here nor there because I believe he will get to a point. He's just in a bad phase. But Jackson alone was, it was becoming this great moment of, oh, there's no stress. We figured this out. Even if he wakes up at two in the morning, we can still fix this. And then it all went 
to hell in a handbasket. The last three nights, he hasn't been able to fall asleep. He can't calm his body with all the medication, all the stuff we're giving. It's just not working. And this is where the frustration comes in because you think something's working. You get really excited. You see there, the relief in his face that it's working. I went into him and I said, I said, Jackson, aren't you tired? He said, yes. And I said, you want to go to sleep? He said, yes. And he was like, his whole body was just revved up. And I just, my heart broke for him because I, I could tell he wanted to sleep. He just couldn't calm his body down because chemically it's completely wired differently. And that sucks, y'all. That sucks. And it's hard to watch. And then you know that the next day is just going to be a nightmare and it's going to be awful. So we're still in chats with his con with his doctor about uh, how long we hold off before we make changes. Right now we're in a wait and see phase, which essentially means that I have an anxiety meltdown every night. Because not only is Jackson going through this, but Jordan's going through it too. Every time I go to put Jordan down, he screams and cries and he won't go to sleep. And I have to essentially keep him up. And then Jackson's awake too. And he's kicking around and yelling and screaming and he wants to sleep, but he can't. And we're just, we're just at our wits end. And I'm up constantly because I'm feeding the baby or I'm trying to go to sleep and then Jackson wakes up. So between all of the chaos, I'm getting maybe the equivalent of two hours of sleep and certainly not consecutive because once I'm up, then it's like, I got to wind back down. I got to wind back down and my anxiety is amped and I'm worried that I'm going to miss hearing one of them. And if they need me and, oh my gosh, I got to get up and nurse the baby. And it, it becomes a, a, a round robin of stress. So you can imagine that all my auditions have been amazing lately. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, what that does for me is it actually when I'm awake during the day and Jackson's at school or the baby is, you know, being cute and sweet and whatever, is it makes me so focused to want to work on my stuff, on my acting, because I, I want there to be more for me to do because I just want that creative piece. I want that outlet. I want something to do. I don't want to just be stuck in this round robin of I don't know where the end is. With Jordan, I can say he's eight months old. There's going to be an end to this. I don't know what the end is the end goal is for Jackson. I I hope that we're going to find the right combo of meds that will last long enough for this to matter before we have to then switch to something new. I hope we will. I hope for his sake we will because he's so much happier when he's had sleep. He's so much happier when he's regulated. He's so much fun to be around and he's funny and he's sweet and he's giggly and he makes jokes and in his weird moderate verbal way and we're much happier and we can laugh more and we can make jokes with him when he's stressed and he's anxious and he's upset because things are not going the way that he needs them to be because he's tired and he's dysregulated. It's it's chaos for everybody and everybody's stressed out and then nobody's sleeping and nobody's happy. So the, the upshot of this is that we are we're working through it and it is taking its toll and taking its time 
And uh, I'm sure I'll be back on talking more about this. I think it was interesting because I really debated on whether or not I wanted to talk about this with this episode because we are so knee deep in it. And there's something that somebody once said to me about that you don't use these kinds of platforms as therapy because therapy is for therapy. Like this is not for therapy. I mean, yes, it might be therapeutic for those listening. Might be. Sure. Hey, great. Uh, and hey, maybe it, it the end all be all is it's therapeutic for me to talk about. But I'm not here to use you for my therapy. But because we've been through it for so long, we've been going through this for such a long time, it feels like it's this ongoing experience, not the first experience. So it doesn't feel like I'm in the middle of some trauma that I can't talk about that feels like I'm using you for therapy, even though this is a different facet of the same problem. Uh, and it is a little bit more traumatic in that I'm way, getting even way less sleep because there's a baby involved that I'm breastfeeding on the regular. So those pieces amp and add to the issues, but they're not so far away that I can't take a step back and actually say I can see this from a point of view. But I, I ultimately decided that I wanted to talk about this because it is what's going on right now. It is the most immediate and I know it's also a battle that so many parents are dealing with who deal with who have kids with special needs who deal with these issues on the daily. And also, I'm sure that it's not 100% clear. One of my mom friends said the other day we were talking, um, I have three, uh, sorry, two friends that I go out to dinner with sort of on the regular on a regular basis who have kids with special needs as well. And one mom said, there's this element because they both also have neurotypical kids. They both of them do. So they have one kid with special needs and one that's neurotypical. And both of them said they did not understand what tired was until they had their kid with special needs. They're like, yeah, we, we have two kids. Yes, two kids is tiresome. But when you have one that is almost like – it's almost like having another kid. And both of those kids are exhausting. And then you double that, triple that, quadruple that, cube that, exponential that. And you have even – the modicum of an idea of how tiring it is and exhausting it is because it's mental, it's emotional. It's it. There's no way to reason. There's no way for me to reason with Jackson when these things happen. There's no way to reason with him. He he doesn't have the capacity to communicate it with me, even though I know he wants to. I can see him wanting to talk to me about this. He can't do it, and that sucks. It just sucks for everyone. So. I'm not going to leave you on a sucky note. I'm going to leave you on a positive note, which is to say that in the light of day, I know that we're working on the problem. I have an amazing doctor who's on it. We're on it. John and I take real care to come up with strategies every night on how to fix it. And when one of us falls down, me, me recently, me, I'm the most that's falling down, he's picking up the slack and helping. And when he falls down, he has his days too, I pick up the slack. And the partnership is the only way that this works. It is the only way that it works. So we do it. And we do our best every day, every day. It's making a choice. Uh, and And I sometimes have to sneak my auditions in when the baby's quiet and on the floor and Jackson's at school and hopefully he isn't chirpy and he's just playing quietly with a toy right now. I know this is not going to last and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know you'll be there on that journey with me. So 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. I wanted to say thank you to a couple of people who have been listening and given me actual feedback on this uh, on this podcast. Thank you, uh, Tanya. I can't thank you enough for just your little bit of feedback was great and things that I can I, I, I can take with me, for example. Um, that was so helpful to hear your take on it. Um, and Andrea, I really appreciated your feedback as well. That was awesome. So thank you so much for for being there for me and being there for us because this is a this is stuff, man. This is some stuff. So yeah, you can find me uh, on the social media if you go to Ali Real to Real. That's A L I R E A L T O R E E L. Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram under that handle. And if you have any questions or anything you want to chat with me about, you can DM me or you can post on any of my posts, comments, or anything like that. And if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Ali, A-L-I underscore Goodman. Uh, I, I don't know if I've set up the Gmail yet. I don't think I have. So eh, you could, if you if you want to Gmail me, if you want to email me, just let me know. And I'm sure we can work something out on that. And that's pretty much it. But I'd love to get your feedback. I'd love it if you'd rate and review uh, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or on Google Play or wherever it is you're listening to us. Uh, You can even go directly to Podbean and find me acting up podcast. And that's it for right now. This is a much longer episode than than the previous ones. But this bedtime stuff. Has been it's been intense and uh i'd love to hear your feedback anything that you have to say or thoughts that you have please and and for future episodes if there's anything that you've been thinking hey i wish she would talk about this let me know because i will absolutely put it into a future episode and thank you for the suggestion on the episode okay that's it friends hang in there <laughs>